thank you for all the men and women who have gone before us and gave their lives. They gave their lives in defense. In defense of our blessed nation. We remember We ask your blessing on all of our current and past service members and our brethren, all of our firefighters, law enforcement personnel, all of our first responders who live their lives in, uh, in service to others. It's their sacrifice and your image, Lord, that makes our freedom so sweet. We just thank you and uh, and love you. Thank you for allowing us to worship in a house that uh, has so many that serve. We honor and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> thank you, sir. Awesome. I know. This is how it is. You can tell it's okay for men to cry. We're very... Um, I got to give you um, just a snapshot of me and Miss Donna. We're very patriotic, and um, we love our country. We love our servicemen and women. We love our city. We love people, but, um, again, uh, whenever we see that flag, it never stops us from crying. Once you're in, you're always in. You know, um, I always joke along with Miss with Dean. She was, in a, she was a T.I., and in uh, Lackland, and she had a reputation. She <laughs> didn't want to be in her flight. <laughs> she was amazing. Everyone came out, I'm sorry. Anyway, it's, don't go that flight. That's Miss Dean's flight. She's world-renowned. She's in magazines. <laughs> she is the one you want to stay away from. So, and she didn't care about 60 minutes. So but it's good, to, you know, it's awesome we get to meet each other in Abilene, Texas. I knew about her in magazines and just how big, how small our world really is when you're in the military. Even when you're a Christian and you're, and you're a believer, how, how small our world truly is. How we get. Nah, don't, don't try to fix that. I'm, finding, I'm trying to find the old videotape. Because you were, I mean, that hat, boy, I'll tell you what. I couldn't, yeah, that was amazing. But, <laughs> but that's why we do this every year, to some, give a salute to you, um, our servicemen. And when we don't take you for granted, we don't want you to be felt like you're taken for granted for what you do. Um, a lot of times, heroes aren't the ones that are publicized. If you read the Bible, all the heroes you hear about, you, they're always in the background doing things. When we're talking about this whole few last six or seven weeks, we've been talking about the Apostle Paul, who's one of the heroes in the Bible. But he spent a lot of his time in prison. He didn't have a limelight ministry. He was attached to people, uh, locked down, and he's still sharing the gospel. And he had a perspective that was amazing. And we, what we did these last few weeks, we unpacked the book of Philippians. And we're in chapter 4, and we're going to do part of it today, and we're going to finish it um, in a couple weeks. But this one, what we want to call this one here is the peace of God. And again, you got, I want you to put this, when I talk about the peace of God, I want you... One of my instructors told me this. He said, 
you need to start reading your Bible like a comic book. You're like, what? You, put, you know I used to read comic books. You put yourself there with the characters. And what I want you to do is have a mindset. When we talk about the word peace today, the peace of God, think about the author who is writing this in prison, shackled to a, few, a bunch of guards, to two guards. And he's saying rejoice. Now, does he have reason to rejoice Amen. on the outside? But he has reason to rejoice on the inside. And what we're going to talk about, we're going to spend a few moments with, I'm going to make some changes to the sermons, guys. So, um, you got me? All righty. And what we're talking about is today having joy. <laughs> he's my man. He always keeps me going. He already knew I was going to do this. Um, when we talk about joy, rejoicing, and talking about peace, it doesn't mean that there's no storms around you. Because when we talk about the book of Philippians, happiness is going to be an external thing, but it will only go up and down depending on the weather. Joy is an internal thing, which results in happiness. Nothing can take your relationship away from you that you have with God. At the end of the day, your relationship with Jesus Christ means everything. And once you have that relationship, it doesn't matter what's going on. That's hard to say sometimes when life seems to be just taking you down because we're emotional beings with spirit, soul, and body. The song that we sung today about soul, your soul needs to have peace so you'll have peace. It's hard to do it on the outside. David dealt with that all the time. He said, soul, he would talk to himself. Soul, why are you so cast down? And I know if he was in the line of a store, they would say, who's he talking to? Soul, why you rejoice? Soul, bless the Lord, soul. And you do that, we call that in the military called intestinal fortitude. Fancy word. When you know you couldn't go another inch, but you have something inside you that can take you to that other spot. Amen. So do that when I was in survival school. And they had me get up and go on this mountain for the third time. I'm 29 years old. I don't want to see another mountain. So I would talk to myself. Self. You're going to go up that mountain because you're not going to see this mountain again. And the instructor said, who are you talking to? I'm talking to myself. I said, don't worry as long as I don't talk back. <laughs> well, that's what uh, David would say. So why am I so cast down? Why am I feeling so heavy? Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. And that's what it's talking about. And that's what Paul had to go through. When you look at the book of Philippians, it's a thank you letter. But it's, and he talks about joy in the midst of chaos. And today when we talk about the peace of God, there's one point I want to nail down to you today. What we're missing today. Somehow in the last 15 years we've lost is peace with self. Peace with self. Somehow our souls and our, the core of who we are has been shaken so bad that we have running, we've been running around and having problems with a word that we're going to read about, talking about anxiety yeah. and worry. We've lost the leading edges of our lives sometimes. When you worry, the word worry means to strangle and choke off. That means you don't have time to be creative. You're living in a life of survival. The children of Israel were great. Moses took him out of, out of the desert, but they kept a slave mentality about survival. He showed them freedom. They kept on thinking survival. And we don't want to live our lives off survival. God didn't call us to survive. He called us to what? Thrive. Amen. So let's start reading 
in um, Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 4 through 9. 1 through 3, that's another one. I might go to that next week. I'm not sure. But you'll see here the language is changed in verse 1 through 3. Here's an exhortation about getting along with two women. But then the other one, he has what we call a command, not an option. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I said rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everyone's everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. You see how he changes the language of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I said rejoice. Now, it wasn't an option. He said, you've got to rejoice in the Lord. Again, it's the guy who's in prison, attached to two prison guards, has no reason to rejoice. Had great reason to complain. It's the same guy when he preached the gospel in one of the towns. They beat him up and threw him in prison. He decided, well, let me sing to get out. He had reason to complain. But he said, rejoice. Rejoice always. Sometimes you have to tell yourself, I'm going to rejoice always. Why? Because God doesn't change. My circumstances will change, but God never changes. The word anxiety, when you look at it, means being pulled apart in different directions. How many have seen someone when you have under stress, you don't know what direction to go? Your hope says, go this way. Your fear says, go back. And you're in confusion. Now, the word worry means to strangle, to cut off, hard to breathe. And if you're in the military lately, that's what it seems like sometimes when things are changing so fast. You have to hold on to the one who doesn't change. There's a thing called in, there's anxiety and depression association of America. He said the anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in, in the U.S., affecting over 40 million people. Adults from 18 and over. It's about 18% of the population. And then what happens when people are dealing with worry and anxiety, you know where we live. They'll create a disorder about it, won't they? It's a new diagnosis. This is the one they call general anxiety disorder. Didn't know it existed until I went online. It's the Internet. Internet doesn't lie, does it? Where'd you learn that? On the internet. You see, I love commercials. Somebody's saying, then you have a symptom that says, you worry very much about everyday things. If you have a symptoms of anxiety. Not able to relax. Have a hard time concentrating. Feeling tired all the time. You go, and st- I'm like, I need 12 hours of sleep, you still wake up tired. 
having headaches, muscle aches, stomach aches, unexplained pains that the doctor just can't seem to find. But they'll take your money. Irritable. Some of you say, I'm not a morning person. I've seen some of y'all afternoon persons either. <laughs> and what is, is the symptoms of? Yes, it's anxiety. Yes, it's worry. But your soul is shaken. Because they will use psychological terms and ways to try to make your soul come in line. But your soul can't come in line unless someone's in the inside putting it right. In Jesus Christ. And what happens, you try to take a soul problem into a psychological problem, you have a bigger problem. And your soul is, our souls have been shook. And it says several recent psychological studies have shown that 85% of what people worry about never really happened. But they have such a significance on our mental health and our, and our peace. They don't even happen. So 15% might happen, but 85 that we worry about doesn't happen. Can I give you an example? You know, I talk about, I talk to the guys on Tuesday nights about how God, uh, Jesus would do classroom work with the guys. He will teach them on the mountain all the things about faith, and then he'll put them in a practical situation to apply to faith. Well, I'm studying for this sermon, and this is great. This is awesome. I'm trying to have a great time with my wife on Friday evening. It's about 11.30. This phone number, this 1-800 number call came. And being the pastor I am, because I love people, I just let it ring. Because it's 11.30 on a Friday night. I ain't an old man now, okay? And my wife said, pick it up, because I know that number. What well, was the alarm, people? We have ADT alarm systems here. And they called, said, so we have a signal that there's a fire. She's got to put her clothes on. Get in the car. You know where my mind was going? Philadelphia Insurance Company. That means I have to get and call them. I already had the place burned down. Then I had to catch myself. Oh, you just finished studying this. Yeah. <laughs> you try praying? Okay, I'll pray. So I was praying, me and Ms. Don were praying. Lord, we don't see any smoke as we can to the heavenly. So we drove down here. Ain't no smoke. Where's the fire engines? No fire engines. Come on, God. Right, here's on my face. I'm praying. Two cop cars are parked in the front. Go in. Fit to go in. I said, I go, get out the, we get out the car. No one gets out the cop cars. I said, what's going on? So we come, I'm about to come to that front door over here in the front here, and there's flashlights. The cops are in the building. Now, the cops don't have keys. How's the cops get in the building? So you know the man of faith, oh, oh he got robbed. Could I be real with you? Anxiety is an everyday thing. So they, they came in, and we're looking around. They're showing us around. I said, there's something wrong with the security lights. There's no lights here. What's going on? Our, our security lights are down. We turn on the light. Nothing's happening. They've kind of come on. I said, we're out of power. We're 270 here. We're only running maybe 90-something. So, oh, great. 
So he showed, we go through the building, they're showing us around, we're hitting all the breakers and all that. And I'm like, oh boy, church is on Sunday, the electric company in Texas. I'm praying, you know, and I don't know what we're going to do. I said, I guess I'll call Josh, we're going to sing a cappella on Sunday. And I'll just scream, I don't need a microphone. See where the anxiety took me? I took a ride. Got here. <laughs> the power's gone. Cops say everything's fine. We lock up the building. Remember I said you lose sleep? So said, all right. I called the company. It's 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> AEP, I need you. Please come. We'll be there. No time, no problem. So I'm saying it's got to be outside the building. If not, I have to call an electrician. They cost a lot of money. But then I forgot that Michael's here. So he's gonna, I'm going to put him to work. So I said, I got a plan. And I'm like, I'm praying, right? <laughs> Man of faith. And uh, get up in the morning, alarm call, people call me again. Hey, Pastor Rich, we got a signal going on. I said, ah, oh, they didn't fix it. Call AEP. They said, we'll have it fixed by 1030. So I'm like, okay, 1030. So Miss Ruth texts me. Hey, the guys are on the pole right now working on it. I said, good. Man, that means we're going to have power. That means we can do something. I hope it doesn't go out, right? Found out a, a squirrel. <laughs> Ate through the wire. Burned the wire. And you know, I mean like barbecue squirrel. <laughs> okay, he's out. I think he's still out there. <laughs> Not too bad. He's in the woods for a while. You can eat him. I know y'all like gross. First you did the diaper last week. But what I'm trying to tell you is anxiety can hit us anytime, right. any place. And you don't know what we do with faith sometimes. We act like we have to be so strong. But you don't. I'm emotional also. Now, we did pray because on the way back, we got quiet. But that night, I'm like, I got up in the morning. I said, Lord, I have to give you this. I can't do this. And next thing you know, I got the call from Ruth. It's fine. He said, come turn the ACs on and see if it still works because we had to put the wire back. That's probably, probably we lost our projector. But I'll take a projector over a whole building. But what I'm trying to tell you, when I talk about anxiety and we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and being a Christian, we're not immune to this thing. It can happen when you go out the door today. We can have a great classroom experience here today, and you have some revelation, but you'll go outside in your car, don't start, your mind's going a million miles. And that's what I wanted to share with you, because we're not immune to it. Then I had to learn what I'm about to say. Can't worry can't have anxiety. I have to pray. That's the first thing I got to do is pray. Because someone, go to, go to Matthew chapter 6, 31 and 32, my brother. Look what it says. It's gospel. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. Therefore, don't be anxious saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Now, this is for them. This is a need. Today, for us, we're afraid to eat anything. Because it might cause something. You know, my grandmother and grand they lived forever eating a lot of bacon. <laughs> and they drank milk, and we didn't have to have all this anti this on you. How do we survive? You get anxious about what you're eating. That has beef. That has calories. I don't care how many calories I like to eat. <laughs> you have anxiety not to eat something. And we walk around. I got, I got my calorie count. So what? I got 2,000 calories. That means I got to work harder. I like cake. 
Another true confession. Confessions of a pastor. I like cake and I'm a, I'm a weenie. This is what got me when I read this. For the Gentiles, that's us non-Jews, seek after all these things, but your heavenly Father knows, Amen. bam, that you need them. Here, when I know that, he knows, man, peace comes. He knows everything you think about right now. Your minds are running a mile a minute. He already knows. He got up this morning and said, I got to help you if you give it to me. But you know, guys, men, we work it out, don't we? We're going to work it out. Then we're going to come out. And then when we don't work it out, we don't come out. But God said, I know. I know. Not even saved my earthly, my heavenly father who created the heavens and earth. He knows your financial situation. He knows your sickness. He knows your shortcomings. He knows when you're walking less faith. He knows. When I got that son, I said, that's all I'm going to, this is the one point I'm going to push today. He knows. And what God is always teaching me is to be totally, 100% dependent on him. There's no such thing as a big thing. In a, I share everything with him. I take my anxieties and I turn them into prayers. They don't have to be perfect prayers. Thou, God, give me that strength. No, Lord, I need some help. Take this thing. There's a scripture in the Bible. In our Psalms. 5522. I want to give you a visual because we're visual folks. It says this. Cast your burdens on the Lord. Key word. He will sustain you. He will never, never, ever permit the righteous to be moved. See, the peace of God, guys, is supernatural, not psychological. And I wrote this down because in my greatest times of weakness, service, and times of trials, if I throw my burden upon God, he will not also carry me. He will not also carry the burden, but he will also carry me. Let me give you an example. I need a young man that's going to help me with this. I told you already earlier, so you got to play like you didn't know. There was, there was a thing when I was in, I was what they call eighth, and I was in rescue and survival. So I did a lot of survival techniques. And there was something, whoever was capacit- uh, who's ever incapacitated, I had to learn how to get him out of a building as quick as possible. And there was a thing they had us do to carry, to help them get out as quick as possible. I'm going to demonstrate this because I want you to take that scripture, what I said. Put it back up there, sir. And I want you to get a visual when you give everything to God. Okay? I have my burden. I give it to the Lord. Now I'm going to need someone to grab this because I'm going to do something that's really crazy. Someone grab this and then put it back on me when I'm done. Just come on up and help me, sir. All right. Now I'm going to put it. I want you to turn around this way. Come on this way. Thank you, sir. You come around that way behind me. Turn. Now. What I'm going to do is this. I'm going to grab you down here. You're going to lay over my back. Okay? You ready? And you're just going to make yourself limp. All right? Okay. okay. Now put it back on. Okay, let's do it one more time. You ready? 
Okay, here we go. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> no, you're not. Let's go this way. That's the shoulder surgery I had. Okay. All right, you ready? Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm left-handed. Now. I forgot. I had shoulder surgery on this, and she pops out every once in a while. Don't you tell my wife. Now. <laughs> When I give my burdens to the Lord, he takes my burden and he takes me. And when I'm trying, he asks him to carry that, he's carrying me all over the place until I can't get it done anymore. He's carrying myself because it's the easiest way to carry me. As I kept walking around, I'm praying, God, take this today. He takes it. He says, lean on me. Come on me. reason why he can do this because now I can't slip. He's sustaining me because he's my foundation. I'm laying on him. And I can't be moved because of Lord's feet. So I'm going for it. Thank you, sir. I want to show that to you. Because I heard a few things from some, some great men in this place. When they go to devastation, they said, Pastor, I don't know how I was going to act. You're not supposed to know how to act. You're supposed to respond. I don't want you to stand there. I'm a man of faith. You take the hit and you go ahead and give it your burden, whatever the hit is, to God. Let him carry. There's a point he has to carry you. Maybe it's for three months. Maybe it's for two months. But then when he gets you, lets you down. And let me tell you, every single day. Uh-oh. Okay. Every single day. I'll pop it back in later. Every single day, he asks us to get up. There's a scripture we a lot, use here a lot. It's called, his mercy is anew every morning. That means he's meeting you at the door. What do you need me to carry, Sammy? What do you need me to carry? Lean on me. Now, you know, someone says Christianity is like a crutch. No, I want to be like a walker. Because I need him so bad. And that's what it's about. Your finances. Oh, that really popped out. Don't tell my wife. Take that off the tape. Your marriage. The reason why you can rejoice, because you're rejoicing in the Lord who doesn't change. And your soul starts to live. And from the inside, it starts to show on the outside because your soul is strong. You have, that means your response is stronger. You can't change from the outside. You only can change from the inside in. And I learned that a long way when we were in Desert Storm, when we launched our first jets and said, is this thing going to work? And we were all sitting there, you know something? I watched a whole bunch of strong men who never thought about who God was. When we launched 30 stealth jets, what do you think we were doing? We were praying. Because God, we need you to bring them up and we need you to bring them back. Because otherwise, it doesn't matter. Because we have to have t- total assurance that our God is goodness and his grace. His goodness and his grace. When you have total assurance in the midst of hell, 
You have to have total assurance of God's goodness and total assurance of his grace. That's what it's about. Even in your worst day, you'll have an alarm day. You can have an alarm afternoon. But I know one thing, I have a great God. And what we do here in Grace Point Church, we want you to always know that. Because you can't do anything on your own unless someone's helping you. That's why God puts you in lab class. Because people know, and I want you to know, we're all human. Natural, trying to do the supernatural through a supernatural and good God. So whatever situation you're dealing with, whatever your mind is racing today, some of you not having been here today because you're worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. Your father knows. Boy, does he know. And boy, does he not curse you. Boy, does he love you. Especially when you're in the worst condition. When you're a prodigal, doesn't he chase you down? Doesn't he give you get around your neck and say, come on back home, my son. I knew you were coming back anyway. My daughter, all those things. You be encouraged because a lot of you, already, if you're in the military, you walk with this. You know tomorrow's got to be a better day. Has to be because you can't afford a, day, a bad day. Outside, but your soul can be renewed every day. Amen. Cast your burdens. Woo! On, not me, the Lord. He will sustain you. That means he's carrying you. And he can't be moved because he's, you're standing on him. And I, last time I checked, God hasn't lost anything. I'm going to close. Why don't we all stand? Again, if you're a military, you got two gifts. Matt, when you leave out here today, if you're a guest, your first time guest, you have a gift to redeem. At the, at the, uh, at our, thank you. Welcome desk. Thank you. I never supposed to, my, my announcements, don't do announcements after you preach. And also, we have a meal that people have put together for our military and their families. And if your child is deployed, Miss Irma, you come and eat too. All families, out this door, go grab something to eat. We got something great for you. We want to honor you. And, tell, and let you know how special you are to us. Can we just give them a round of applause one more time? Hmm. Let me pray. If God spoke to you this morning, take it for heart. Get that visual. You're not in prison. But he's carrying you. That's why you're still here. That's why you're still here. He'll sustain you. You won't move. You keep that scripture in your wallet. There's no such thing as external problem taking out anybody. Your father knows. Father, I just thank you right now that people recognize that you know.